This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Kids City Adventure, Hawaii's only indoor luxury playground. And Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. It's Tuesday, February 28th, and this is now on HNN. HFD releases the cause of a deadly fire in Makiki, deeming it accidental. The Supreme Court carefully considers President Biden's plan to forgive student loans. Millions eagerly await a decision. Heavy scrutiny and suspicion leads to rules against a popular social media platform, who's being ordered to delete it within a matter of days. And a winter storm is leaving its mark across the continent. These stories and more coming up on This Is Now. And good afternoon. Thank you for joining us here on This Is Now on this final day of February. Severe weather has created a traffic nightmare across Oahu's roads. A number of major incidents over the last 24 hours. A landslide on the Pali Highway, down lines, down poles. Here to break it all down is Jonathan Masaki. Now, Jonathan, uh, right now, where is the biggest area of concern? Well, right now, we're going to talk to you about things that are happening in town. It's been a busy morning for so many people, and we want to talk to you specifically about Ward Avenue and Kapiolani Boulevard. Okay, so we had a report earlier today about a utility pole going down. You can see the video right there, just how big of an impact that was. At one point, all of the eastbound lanes on Kapiolani Boulevard was shut down, and traffic had to be rerouted through the various arteries that come into the city and out of the city. Now, I got off the phone with HPD just about 10 minutes ago. They said that scene has been cleared. HECO crews, though, remain there mopping up and trying to ensure that the connectivity continues with the electrical lines there. Again, Kapiolani and Ward back to all lanes open, but you may want to just be aware that work still does continue. Want to switch now to Nimitz Highway. Okay, earlier today, there was a report of a three-car collision or multi-car collision that happened, and unfortunately, there were some pretty severe injuries there. We're told that uh, two two elderly uh, patients were injured. One was in serious condition, two are unstable. One person was able to walk away from the scene. But that also has been cleared off. It was further down on Rogers Boulevard. This is the intersection prior to Rogers. As you can see, not much going on, but you do see that some of the wet weather does hamper that area as you make your way into the area. want to talk to you about one last point. We're going to go to camera 72 now as we switch cameras here. This is uh, Pali and Waokanaka, and as Mark can attest to yesterday, this is the hot spot that caused a lot of delay. Uh, delays for many people heading into the windward side, specifically on Kailua, or rather the Pali into Kailua. Traffic was being rerouted in that area. You see the down tree and the landslide that occurred, and that's what caused the shutdown of the Pali Highway, Kailua bound. We're told by the DOT this morning, though, that things have been cleared up. They're still working on mopping up some of the conditions there, but uh, the Pali has reopened. The inclement weather does continue, so we still caution you when you go into that area, be aware of the slippery conditions and do that malama for that fellow driver next to you, okay? So those are the three hot spots today. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more this afternoon, but we'll keep you posted right here on Hawaii News Now. Yeah, thank you so much for that traffic alert, Jonathan. We also want to tell you guys about uh, this incident involving a motorcyclist. We just learned about this a short time ago. It happened around 10.30. We're told by EMS that a 31-year-old motorcyclist 
drove into or crashed into a rock wall along Paul Road and Pacific Heights. Uh, he was listed, I believe, in serious condition. Uh, we are working to gather some details there, but uh, ultimately, in terms of traffic around Oahu, Jonathan, the good news is that roads appear to be clearing. Ready for afternoon commute. Yeah, thank you so much, Jonathan. We Glad definitely appreciate your insights on the traffic. Yeah, much more from Jonathan ahead on First at 4 later today. Now, another traffic-related news, safety measures now in place at a major Honolulu corridor. The State Department of Transportation began installing red light cameras at the intersection of Kapi'olani Boulevard and Kamake'e this week. That's where 16-year-old Sarah Yara was killed by a hit-and-run driver this month. The city is also planning to install raised crosswalks on Kapi'olani Boulevard and later along Pi'ikoi Street. New at noon, the Honolulu Fire Department says an unattended portable cooking burner ignited a deadly fire in Makiki last week. Two people were killed in the fire at the home along Spencer Street. HFD says the fire started on the outside porch in a makeshift cooking area. Both of the victims were in their 70s. They haven't yet been publicly identified. Damage was totaled at $530,000. The home was not equipped with working smoke alarms, according to HFD. The Supreme Court is hearing arguments today over the president's plan to forgive student loan debt for more than 40 million Americans. Nicole D'Antonio reports from the High Court. Demonstrators gathered outside the Supreme Court as justices considered two different challenges. One is by six Republican-led states that say the debt forgiveness program will cost them money. In court papers, they say it's a breathtaking and transformative exercise of power. The other challenge is by two students who say the program should do more to relieve student debt. This is preventing people from doing what they have to do pay bills, start families, continue with their businesses. During oral arguments, Chief Justice John Roberts questioned the fairness of just forgiving loans for college students. Nobody's telling the uh, person who is trying to set up the lawn service business that he doesn't have to pay his loan. He still does, uh, even though uh, his tax dollars are going to support the forgiveness of the loan uh, for the, uh, the college graduate who's now going to make a lot more than him. The justices, six conservatives and three liberals, will eventually decide if President Biden has the authority to wipe away about half a trillion dollars in student debt. The president's lawyers are arguing the federal law grants him the power to forgive the loans, while opponents say he's going too far. Under the plan, up to 43 million people would be eligible for some federal student loan debt relief. People making less than $125,000 a year could see $10,000 in student loan debt forgiven. And people who got Pell Grants could get up to $20,000 forgiven. A decision is expected by the end of the current term in late June. Nicole D'Antonio, CBS News, the Supreme Court. For more national news, joining us now in our D.C. Roundup, please welcome our Washington correspondent, Peter Zampa. Peter, thanks for joining us here today. The president traveled to Virginia Beach to deliver a speech. What did he focus on? Yeah, Dylan, well, the message of the day from the president is health care, health care, health care. He is getting ready to unveil his big budget proposal that really means nothing, but it shows you where his head is at as far as spending priorities. He's going to unveil that next week, and his big thing lately has been comparing his budget proposal to what he wants to see from Republicans, because he is worried that Republicans are going to try to cut health care in their new crusade to cut spending across the board when it comes to federal government spending. So the president today, speaking to a 
friendly audience saying once again that he doesn't want to see any cuts to Medicaid and that he plans to veto anything that comes to his desk as long as he can do so and, and avoid a, a veto override. Uh, but when it comes to, you know, capping the cost of insulin, things like that, keeping health care costs low, that is a big priority for him right now as he continues to be worried about what Republicans might do, considering they do have the power of the purse, at least in the House of Representatives. Got it. Let's look now to Ohio. A lot has been happening in light of that train derailment in East Palestine. And Congress, I understand, is making moves following that incident. What are the lawmakers trying to accomplish there? Yeah, lawmakers were on recess last week when a lot of this was coming about, when we had the Secretary of Transportation there, when we had reports from the EPA as the investigative process rolled out, and as the NTSB did a lot of their, uh, their investigation. So now that they are back in session, we're unsurprisingly seeing legislative efforts, especially from Democrats today. The first piece of legislation in the wake of this disaster came out, and they really want to tighten regulations, specifically when it comes to hazardous waste being transported. They want to make sure that even more hazardous waste is labeled appropriately and treated appropriately on these trains because the train in East Palestine, Ohio, that emitted all of this hazardous toxic chemicals into the community was not labeled correctly, at least in their opinion. It, it was labeled correctly as far as that regulation goes, but they said it didn't meet the threshold of toxicity that was required at the time, and they want to change that. And you have some Republicans saying we do not want to overregulate. Let's wait for the final report before we legislate in the aftermath of this disaster. And you also have a Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer saying he wants the CEO of the of the railroad company, Norfolk Southern, to testify. So I think we're just going to see a lot more oversight in both chambers as this investigative process continues to carry out. Got it. Thank you so much. Uh, the House Select Committee on U.S.-China competition is holding its first hearing tonight. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, this is an interesting one. We're going to see testimony from a, a number of figures. We're going to see former national security officials testifying. And it's really just about the competition between the U.S. and China. In the wake of the spy, spy balloon debacles, um, we're hearing a lot about TikTok bans and the Chinese uh, Communist Party's influence over that company and how it plays out in this country. Um, they're also going to be looking at different, different uh, interference methods from, from the Chinese Communist Party as far as it plays into the U.S. and, and Chinese politics. And also we're, we're expected to hear a lot about Taiwan and, and this increasing heated situation over in, in the Far East, especially as it pertains to what we're seeing in Ukraine and Russia's influence there. How might the Chinese react after that war wraps up or even during this war? So we, we knew these kinds of hearings would be coming now that Republicans have control in the House of Representatives, and here they are, and we can expect a lot more. Got it. Hawaii News Now's Washington correspondent Peter Zampa, thanks for joining us here on This Is Now. Now to an update on that yacht that's still stuck at Maui's Honolulu Bay. The boat has turned 90 degrees, so the bow is now facing the tugboat that's pulling it. But overnight, we've learned the rigging has failed. The contractor is headed back to Oahu to get stronger rigging, so they'll try again tomorrow. The state plans to bill the yacht's owner $460,000 for its removal. The city is facing a new lawsuit from the family of a woman beat and killed by a man with a record of violence and mental illness. He was set free just moments before the killing. Rick Daysog reports. The day before Michael Armstrong beat Linda Johnson to death with a tree stump near the Kapolei police station, Armstrong attacked a police officer at a Mililani halfway house. Given his violent history, the attorney for Johnson's estate says police in the prosecutor's office should have kept Johnson behind bars. They knew that this man, uh, Armstrong, Michael Armstrong, 
was a, a psychiatric time bomb. Uh, he'd already engaged in an assault and they were going to charge him with felonies. Armstrong has pleaded not guilty to second degree murder. In the past, he has been arrested for theft and burglary, but was acquitted by reason of insanity. He was convicted in 2006 on weapons charges and served 90 days in prison. Sites said Johnson and Armstrong didn't know each other and that the attack was random. In a lawsuit filed today, Sites also alleged that police did nothing to protect Johnson once Armstrong attacked. There were several people who saw and heard it. A couple of people tried to alert the police inside. They did not react or do anything. Johnson was originally arrested on a beach in Waikiki, but was brought here to the Kapolei police station more than 20 miles away. Her attorney says she didn't have the means to getting back, nor does she have a place to stay in Kapolei. A mid-Pacific graduate, Johnson had struggled with mental illness and had just left her care home when she was arrested for park violations. At the time, the HPD was conducting renovations of its downtown cell block, forcing them to house detainees at other stations. They transported her way out to Kapolei and, and just dumped her out on the street. The HPD says that an internal investigation is still ongoing and that the department is committed to working with the community to help people with mental health issues. Rick Desog, Hawaii News Now. On the Big Island, the teachers' union says deep cleaning is now underway at two mold and rat-infested classrooms at Holuoloa Elementary. The HSTA says it's been told the Department of Education will also vacate more classrooms for cleaning in the months ahead. This comes after teachers and parents went public with their complaints last week. Now, decades-old carpets will be replaced with tile, and the rooms will get a new coat of mold-resistant paint. Famed Maui chef Mark Elman has died. He worked in Hawaii for decades, pioneering the concept of support local. Elman was one of a number of high-profile chefs to focus on Hawaii regional cuisine and worked to showcase the state as a major culinary destination. He also owned and reimagined a handful of restaurants like the Avalon, Honu Oceanside, and Maui Tacos. Mark Elman was 67 years old. John Fruit's enoki mushrooms are being recalled due to potential packaging with the description Taiwan Best Quality Enoki Natural Mushrooms. If you have any, throw them out or take them back for a full refund. Well, if you're one of the millions of Americans or your kids spending hours on TikTok, that could be changing with new pushes to crack down on the Chinese-built platform. Jake Ward explains. The clock has started ticking for TikTok and 4 million federal workers. The White House announcing Monday that government agencies have 30 days to delete TikTok from their devices and systems. The move comes after the Chinese-owned app was banned by Congress on federal devices in December. It's all part of a growing backlash tied to national security concerns. Some experts worry ByteDance, TikTok's parent company, could give the Chinese government access to sensitive user data or manipulate what users in the U.S. see. 41 states already have some sort of ban on state-owned devices and networks in effect or under consideration. As a result, students in places like Mississippi, Arkansas, and Texas have not been able to access TikTok on school networks for weeks. I'm 18. We're all 18. Like, let me share my information with China if I want to. Like, I literally could care less. Kate Bieberdorf teaches chemistry at the University of Texas at Austin. My students share my frustrations. They don't like being told what they can and cannot do. But for Kate, the chemist on TikTok, it's personal. I think if there is a federal ban or anything, we will all just shift to another platform that allows us to be creative. A TikTok executive addressed concerns in a Capitol Hill hearing last year. We've also said under no circumstances would we give that data to China. 
Yet the app remains one of the world's most popular pastimes, with more than twice as many downloads over the last decade as its closest rival, YouTube. A nationwide ban for all Americans under consideration by a handful of senators seems unlikely, but it has some influencers worried. I'm a little terrified. I'm not built for a real job. The prospect has caused some outside Washington to wonder whether TikTok really does have too much of our attention. So this may actually be a really good time to reconsider your relationship with this app. We're going to take you guys outside now for a live look at San Francisco. Beautiful, that city by the bay. I believe that's the Bay Bridge, right, Mark? That is the Bay Bridge. I and love you're it. Uh, looking at a shot from yeah, right in downtown San Francisco with Oakland right on the other side. Yeah. Uh, what you don't see is all the traffic that's yes. on the bridge on a daily basis. <laughs> Thanks to our friends over at KPIX for this shot here. It's 52 degrees and rainy there in San Francisco. Really quickly, we want to apologize for the technical difficulty with the mushroom story, but just to give you a heads up, jackfruits enoki mushrooms are being recalled due to potential listeria contamination. Of course, listeria can Infections can sometimes be fatal, causing headaches, fevers, and nausea. The products are sold in Hawaii. They come in a 7-ounce clear plastic packaging with the description, Taiwan Best Quality Enoki Natural Mushrooms. If you have them, be sure to bring them back to where you bought them for a full, full refund or discard them immediately. But for now, uh, let's give our own look. Let's give ourselves a look at our own weather with our very own Guy Hagi. Get ready for another blustery day, a surplus of trade winds uh, to the point where they might be a little bit dangerous. Uh, they could down power lines, down trees, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, so it's going to be uh, very breezy out there. And these winds have triggered that wind advisory, and they're likely to continue uh, at least through Thursday. That's what the timeline says. Look at these orange streamlines in excess of 30 miles an hour. And starting on Friday, they start to slow down. In fact, over the weekend, they're going to be running really slow. That's because of an approaching storm system that could bring in more rain on Monday. But we're more concerned with the next few days, right? We're talking about very windy conditions today and tomorrow. Remember that wind advisory is on until tomorrow. It could be extended through Thursday. We're expecting the winds to hold firm on Thursday. Slowly weaken over the weekend. And as those winds back down, we'll likely see fewer showers. We will see generous amounts of passing showers. But the good thing is, flooding is not likely because the rain will be moving out quite quickly. Blizzards in the California Sierra, more snow in the northeast, and dangerous conditions in between. A major coast-to-coast -coast storm is still showing winter's harsh effects. Errol Barnett reports from snowy Bristol, Connecticut. While there hasn't been much snow for the northeast, the region is now getting hit by the biggest storm of the season on the final day of the last full month of winter. Meanwhile, near the Great Lakes, where residents typically expect snow, the region is covered in ice from freezing rain. It was a big snowstorm last week and it's raining today. I never know what to wear outside anymore. It's horrible. It's part of the same system that began with rare blizzards in Southern California before unleashing 110 mile per hour winds in the Southern Plains. The whole house is caved in. At that time, I'm trying to get my sister to safety. But just as these storms begin to exit the east, another coast-to-coast -coast system is brewing in the west. We are just making sure we have enough uh, propane and, and gas for our generator and water in case our pipes freeze. Residents at lower elevations are facing threats of dangerous mudslides on soaked hillsides. I'm very worried. It's not just me. It's everybody's worried around here. 
Now that storm that's gearing up in California right now will likely bring snowfall to the southern Rockies by Thursday before that system marches on, bringing inclement weather to the southern Plains states. And oh yes, by the end of the week, that means there could be another round of snow here in the Northeast. Errol Barnett, CBS News in Bristol, Connecticut. Let's take a look at what's trending online. Marcus Mariota is now looking for a new NFL home. The St. Louis alum and Heisman Trophy winner released this morning by the Atlanta Falcons. Not a major surprise considering he was benched last year and the Falcons needed to make salary room. Next year, Mariota will be entering his ninth season. All right, well, here's something to make you feel a little uncomfortable. I'm sure you may have already heard by now about the high-tech kissing device targeted for long-distance couples. And if you haven't heard about it, who better else to explain than CNN's Jeannie Moss? Nobody is kissing the in-person kiss goodbye. Nobody ever kissed me the way you do. But chances are nobody has ever kissed you this way through a lip-shaped device that plugs into your phone. The idea is to send someone a kiss long distance. Sensors transmit pressure, movement, and temperature data that's received by another pair of lips. So your kiss is replicated on their lips. Who says? A kiss is just a kiss. Similar tech for remote kissing first surfaced less than a decade ago with a Kissinger. Not that Kissinger. A kiss sent via messenger was dubbed the Kissinger. Robotics lecturer Human Samani worked on that project, and he thinks there's an issue with the latest device being sold for about 40 bucks in China. It's the lifelike lips. You think it makes it too creepy? Yes. As one poster put it, weirdo. It's called the uncanny valley effect. Research shows attraction to robotics plunges when things seem almost human. So my opinion is we shouldn't have real leap. Many cited the Big Bang Theory episode. See? Internet kissing. That seemed ahead of its time. Like this? Really French it. No wonder some think something is missing on the latest gizmo. Where's the tongue? I'm impressed. This is very lifelike. Well, you just bit my tongue. Oh, that was being playful. But can a pulsating e-kiss carry the electric charge of, say, Rhett Butler? Though a remote kiss would have saved him from Scarlet's wrath. You know down Carly nasty thing, you. Ginny CNN, New York. Well, that was not weird at all, Mark. Yeah, exactly. Not creepy at all. <laughs> hey, it's time to get to some good news of the day. Well, a number of rankings are out. Let's tell you where uh, Hawaii stands. Now, we see these reports, right, where you have all the different rankings that are across the country. Now, Forbes says we are the healthiest state as our residents have long lifespans, the lowest percentage of obese adults. We are also first in air and water quality. That's according to U.S. News. Wallet Hub says we are the happiest state in the nation due to lowest share of adult depression high marks for emotional and physical well-being and we already knew this hawaii ranks as tops 
for uh, best beaches. Now, Marks, give us the bad news. What's the bad news Most here? Most expensive <laughs> cost of pizza. Not uh, surprising. Yes. Uh, highest cost of living, and according to WalletHub, lowest salaries for teachers. Oh, yikes. Now, this story was posted online, and it was created by our digital content producer, Kaylin Hughes. And she also found some fun facts here. We, of course, have the highest spam consumption per capita. Okay. Uh, no surprise there. But right here, the busiest Costco in the world, according to Zipia, of course, the Evile Costco. Avoid it at all costs, guys. <laughs> Costco estimates that one in four residents on the island are Costco members. Uh, so, of course, that Zippy's, Ev uh, not Zippy's, the Costco, Evile, busiest in the world. So, interesting facts there. This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Kids City Adventure, Hawaii's only indoor luxury playground. And Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day.